And welcome to the M2 Podcast. We're at episode, what are we at? Three now? Three. Third? Third for season four. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm your host, Michael Anthony. My co-host, Mr. Jo- uh, JK. JK Heath. Kyle Heath. Sorry, my man. I'm struggling over here. You nailed <laughs> little, it, dude. You know what, a little bit lost. Listen. <laughs> but this, is, this is the show where we cover the esports and personalities, the gaming industry-related news, new and upcoming games, and technology innovation. Pretty much, we cover this week's review of the gaming industry and what's popping off. But before we get started, Kyle, what have you been up to the last week? Have you been playing any new games? New games? Fortunately not. Smite? But you've been back on Smite! Yeah. I know that. Let's new go. patch, season 10, dropped this week. Mm. This game is a decade old, Mike. Can you believe that? It is, <laughs> isn't it? A decade old. Crazy. That's, that is um, crazy. Yeah, so season 10 dropped this past week. Meta changed a little bit, um, but I've been enjoying it. Still, still a fun game, even with the changes. So, um, yeah, that's good. You were trying to talk me into it the other day. I felt like, yeah, I mean, hey, man, <laughs> I think it's a fun game. You know, a lot of people uh, may not agree, but you know, I have fun on it. So, but yeah, I mean, I dig it. New patch has been pretty good, so it was good to dive back in. It's been a while since I like. I feel like I even played a game, so it just felt good to game again. So, getting back in the swing of things in that regard. Yeah. Um uh I try to think. Other than that, for me this week, um I saw episode two of Last of Us. It's fantastic. Nice. Um yeah. it's really good. Uh excited for three. There's a lot of hype around three <laughs> for the people that have seen it. They're like seriously hyping it up. Um I saw one claim, not even kidding. One claim that said it was the best television and like the best episode of television in recent history so i'm like okay <laughs> that's what? a bold claim i don't know it's a bold claim so we'll see but that's nuts but okay. yeah so yeah looking forward to that but in terms of the gaming stuff that's like all i really got around to um this week i think what about you mike uh dude it's mostly my most of my time has been spent with halo um Trying to coach the team a little bit when when they're doing practice and stuff like that. Everybody's schedule is kind of wonky right now. Um, outside of that, playing the, for that's for Halo Infinite. I'm coaching, but I've been playing Halo Two. I've been trying to stream more. I don't know if you've been catching on to that, but like I'm trying to set this new habit. I think because it's not a goal; it should be a habit of whenever I start playing a game, just go live. Yeah, it's like if if I want to have more of a a personality behind it, I'll turn on a webcam. I don't like having my face to it, but if I'm just like yeah. I'm just grinding to grind, it's like <laughs> all right, let's let's just no cam, focus down, put on a little bit of music. People come in the chat, we'll talk to them. But yeah. you know what I mean, dude? Yeah, yeah. I've been tuning in because it's been a good time. Because you have been like pretty consistent lately, which is awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. I've been grinding like games here and there. Like I wanted to get on Overwatch a couple a couple of times, but it just didn't pan out. I've been my sleep schedule's all wonky and. Work's been holding me down the last like two weeks. So unreal. When I get on, I'm like, I'm just gonna get on something real quick, do maybe an hour or two of gaming, and then get off. So getting it in though, nonetheless, you know. So yeah, got to get on that single player stuff though. That's the new goal. That's uh, you and me both. You know, you and (laughs) me both. Got some games coming out soon though that uh are piquing my interest. I must say. Yeah, I know tomorrow, at the time of this broadcast, when people hear it, is uh, um, Dead Space, right? Yeah, Dead Space Remake. Mm -hmm. It has arrived. It's on the rise. I'll be be seeing that. I want to see gameplay and stuff, see how it compares. So I'll be checking it out for sure. Fo-show. Yeah, but before we get to the first article, which I know you want to dive into, I do want to give like a quick like memorial service almost. For EU United, we're repping the brand. Um, there's only one person at EU United now, and it's the CEO <laughs> and founder, right? He is the founder, right? I think so. Pretty, pretty sure. I think so, um, yeah, they things are going south. The economy's rough. Angel investors, all this other kind of stuff that's going on. They uh, orgs are looking like if they don't have orgs set up properly, or I don't know EU United's situation. They're good to work, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, they laid off pretty much everybody and there's only one person remaining. Dude, so. I, yeah, I saw, um, I saw even SSG would face the layoff recently. I mean, it's oh, just yeah. like every org is like, it's, it's just the state of the economy. That's why I like, we're seeing so many layoffs recently, but it, it all just 
it all can mm-hmm. I think points to one thing, and that's just you know current economy. So <laughs> yeah, interest rates, current economy, and all the other stuff that's going on. People don't want to borrow money, borrow money or invest, and yeah, there's no other way to say it. Current economy, it's tough. It's tough out here. It's real tough, man. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, scary stuff. But you know, yeah. Well, no more downers. The first article I know you're excited to get into. Um, yes. It's good news, and we're a big fan of events, basically. So we're a big Kyle, fan tell of events. People. That's a good tell way of people. saying it. All right. Xbox. This is from Video Game Chronicle. I got this from. Xbox confirms that it will return to LA with a summer showcase this this year. The first physical E3 event is four in four years. It's set to take place in June alongside Summer Games Fest. Um, they confirm that it will return to Los Angeles. Um, <clears throat> summarizing its developer direct digital event, which we will cover a little bit later. Um, that was just this week. Uh, the company wrote that, uh, as we announced previously in order to dedicate the proper amount of time for a deep dive into Bethesda game studio, Starfield, a standalone show in the works. Um, in addition to this, our teams are working hard and look forward to sharing even more of what is next for our fans. When we return to Los Angeles for our yearly showcase this summer. It goes a little bit about E3. Um, just days before the revamped E3 returns, Summer Games Fest, the digital showcase helmed by journalist Jeff Keeley, um, will hold a live show at the YouTube Theater in Hollywood Park in Inglewood. Um, neither E3 nor Summer Games Fest have yet announced which publishers will attend their events, but Xbox's announcement suggests it will likely have a presence in LA during the same window. Um, billing itself as the global fan celebration of what's next at video games, Summer Games Fest will return for its fourth year with a live kickoff show on Thursday, June 8th, 2023, less than a week before E3. Um, details of the E3's revamped 2023 format, which will separate <clears throat> business and consumer events split between four days in June, will were revealed late last year. Um, it's officially run... From Tuesday, June 13th until Friday the 16th, according to the organizer, uh, Reed Pop, uh, which has taken over the running of the flagship industry event from the Entertainment Software Association, or the ESA. So yeah, we've got a couple events coming up. We've got some dates to mark in the calendar. But yeah, it seems to be, uh, it kind of puts like the Xbox event in a weird place, because it's like, are they going to affiliate with one of these events, or are they just going to try and do their own thing? It's kind of hard to tell, I think, at the moment. Uh, I think I think they should. They, yeah, we have no real announcement yet, but I I hope they're involved in both of them. You know, because like the yeah. showcase has basically been holding us together, at least you and I together for this last two years. We've <laughs> yeah. been missing out on a lot of E three stuff because it's been canceled. Um, so to have E three just back in general and doing these live events and then having everybody come in, I want to see them thrive. It's just tough, man, because some. Like publishers are gonna have to pick and choose where they want to actually reveal their top games. Yeah, very true. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's just so many options now, so it's like it makes me wonder how long this would last with the amount of like options we have, and if it'll actually be like competitive enough to like keep both events alive, kind of thing. Yeah. Very interested to see how they're gonna break it up. Um, I don't know. I think there's enough. There's enough stuff out there. I think there's room for two, kind of thing. But um, it just all comes down to how they execute it. And it's got me really curious as to how it's going to go. But, you know, we'll know more once uh, in the coming months whenever they start announcing, like, you know, who's going to be where and all that. I mean, probably, like, if I had to guess, like, May's probably where we're going to probably find out everything. Um, yeah. If not, a little bit before then, maybe. But, yeah, we said, I mean, it seems like June seems like a while away. But, I mean, I feel like before we know it, we're going to be covering it. So, <laughs> it's just crazy. That, that's a fact. Last year went by so quick for us. Remember yeah. that? We were like, holy crap, it's already Summer Games Fest. It's like, holy crap, it's already Thanksgiving Black Friday deals. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it goes, yeah. man. It goes yeah. real quick when you're busy. It does. Um, and it's like, I don't know. So, I think it, the, the fact that we recap every week and like we do these things, I don't know why. It just mm-hmm. seems like, I guess we just constantly have something to do. So it just goes by quick. <laughs> yeah. That's why we do the show, though. We get to chronicalize it, you know? Like, keep coming back and doing references. Um, yeah. So one of the things we, we didn't get to is like, so the revamped format here is apparently two days for June 13th and 14th will be reserved exclusively for the businesses. And then the third day is for business and consumer visitors. And then the final day will be dedicated to consumers. So I wonder how that's going to work exclusively for businesses. It sounds like they're trying to turn E3 more into a, um, an industry conference. Yeah. Like, which I think, I, I feel like it kind of used to be 
a, just a solid mix of that before. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure because I well I know like especially especially for um like businesses they would do like the um they would do like the or it's like the month before they would bring in a bunch of like press to like preview everything and kind of right, I guess give yeah. their like give their awards for best at show and stuff like that they always did that like way in advance so um yeah I mean I don't I, I don't know if they're gonna do something like that this year or if those two dedicated days or for that specifically I mean. When that kickoff show is going to happen, too, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, the, one of the days the businesses get or if it's going to be, you know, the consumer day or something. I, I would assume that it's probably going to be, like, first day, <laughs> like, regardless. But there's a lot of questions right now about how this is going to happen. Yeah, I think it, it's probably time for a change anyway because um, not just the market, but all these other events that are going on year-round and, like, who they're geared for. So there's, like, even... Regional showcases similar to E3, um, Carolina, North North and South Carolina has the Carolina Game Summit, and that those are like all indie devs that show up. Yeah. Um, they do that once a year. I think it's coming up in like it might be coming up in February. They do it early, so oh, well. yeah. Th- these are things that you got to kind of consider, I guess. So E3 going maybe into a conference for businesses in the first few days. And then, like, okay, let's go talk to the consumers and try to sell our products kind of thing. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool. Kind of cool to see. Yeah, for sure. Got a lot of questions, but it seems like uh, there's a lot of... Uh, it seems like devs have options now about who they want to go with. Unless they're, like, already oh. on a predefined contract. So, be, be curious to see what happens. It's a fact. Yes, sir. It's a fact. All right, so moving on to the next article. This is one that I found off of uh, Bloomberg. So the U.S. filed a Microsoft Activision suit um, to the head off... Wait, sorry. U.S. filed Microsoft Activision suit to head off EU settlement. So basically, this goes off of the article that we covered last week with how the European Union settlement are issuing, one, a review on their monetary practices, but also trying to get ahead of their judgment call on what the Activision Blizzard takeover is going to be like um, by Microsoft. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about that? Like, EU was basically on track to finish their, I guess, their suit, their judgment and file case before the FTC was. So it's like, what's Mm going to happen if the EU finished before the FTC? How does that really work out when Microsoft and Activision Blizzard's headquarters are in the United States? And FTC (laughs) is predominantly the FTC, like... Is literally the United States. Yeah. So, yeah. So this uh, this article is by Leah Nylon, um, Bloomberg again. So the U.S. Federal Trade Commission filed its lawsuit to block Microsoft's sixty-nine billion dollar takeover of gaming company Activision Blizzard in December, partly to get ahead of the European counterparts and dissuade them from accepting a settlement allowing the deal, according to people familiar with the investigation. The FTC filed a complaint challenging the merger on December 8th, hours after a call between U.S. and EU officials about their respective probes, said one of the people, who asked not to be identified because the discussions were confidential. Always good to see. (laughs) Confidential leak in information. (laughs) So the EU officials indicated on the call they intended to begin talks with Microsoft about potential remedies. So that prompted the FTC to file its case the same day uh, to send a strong signal to EU Competition Commissioner Margaret Vestager, hopefully I didn't butcher that, and her staff. And even though technically the commission wouldn't entertain remedy proposals for the companies until later in the process. So remedy proposals, basically, Microsoft's trying to buy Activision Blizzard. That can, there's like a monopoly potential issue here we're controlling too much of the market so a remedy proposal or potential remedies in that situation would try to do whatever they can to make the eu officials and the fdc okay with it yeah so i'm sure microsoft is going to go with whichever one's more lenient and more in their favor yeah when they do that as quickly as possible and then go to the other commission and be like listen the eu already approved it like I think that's what's going on here. What's your take on this, Kyle? I mean, I agree. I think, um, I think the way go, they go about it, it's going to be, you know, if they get someone to approve, it's going to be clear and obvious leverage against the other parties. So 
Um, it, it's, I mean, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's, it's ultimately, you know, what deal can they get that's better? And then they're going to be like, hey, uh, well, you know, they approved it, so I, I don't know what the holdup is here. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, so this is a good point. Okay. And then they approve it. But, but yeah, it's, it's a weird situation. I'm sure there's a lot of devil in the details. And I, of course, you don't know everything, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it all depends on if it's actually going to be easy for them to, um, actually try and work out a deal because we don't know any of the complexities, I feel like. <laughs> so, oh, well, they're probably keeping a little hush hush too. Um, just because it's a, it's a, it's, it's not a private business suit, but it's definitely like, obviously this much money involved and this big, like worldwide implications on the economy and the overall mar market, they're going to try to dot their T's or like dot their I's cross their T's kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, but scrolling through this article a little bit further, we have one about the Microsoft Activision takeover apparently requires, um, approval from 16 jurisdictions. 16. So that's with the uh, United States FTC, the UK's com uh, Competition and Markets Authority, and the European Commission representing the biggest hurdles. The three international agencies have been in close contact on the deal since it was announced in uh, January 2022. Which, I mean, they got to do that. Yeah. So a, lo a little bit further down, it talks about how Microsoft intends to propose a global remedy package to EU competition officials that would guarantee Sony Group's uh, Sony PlayStation would continue to have access to the popular Call of Duty game for the next 10 years. Sony has so far rebuffed uh, Microsoft, of, uh, Microsoft offers. The Xbox maker has also entered into a deal to bring the game to Nintendo and allow it to be sold by Valve uh, Corp's PC gaming platform Steam. And if EU officials accepted that remedy, which would apply globally... It could potentially undermine cases brought in the U.S. or U.K. So, I don't know. Do you think, let me ask you this, Kyle. Do you think Call of Duty is this big of a franchise to be the hurdle for Microsoft to acquire Activision Blizzard? I mean, if you would have asked me a year ago, I'd probably be like, no. But, like, now that, now that there's been this much pushback, and, and according to, you know, what we're reading, it seems like Call of Duty is the main proponent and it's what is, it's what they're proposing the remedy to be is, okay, like, we need to do something to make Call of Duty, like, the most accessible as possible for, you know, at least, you know, the short term. Like, I just think, I think it probably is, like, a major factor if this is what, <laughs> if it keeps getting brought up and this is, you know, what keeps, what we keep seeing, then I, I can only presume now that Call of Duty, you know, is probably one of the main uh one of the main contingencies here but it, it's it's I, i'm sure there's a lot of other stuff but i mean i mean call of duty is a big ip i mean is it yeah. you know it, it's i guess it shouldn't be surprising but like at the same time i mean what we've talked about so much is like you know king the mobile group that you know is also under the activision banner as as a huge like market share i feel like in this deal that people just don't like that we just haven't really heard much about so it's um it's got me a little concerned. I mean, the mobile market certainly is where a lot of money comes from, especially in the gaming industry these days. So uh, I'm almost surprised we don't hear more about that side of it. But then again, I mean, you know, they're probably not probably not ripping apps off of Android or iOS. So that's True. that's yeah. probably why you know we don't hear anything about that because you know it really wouldn't affect wouldn't affect the mobile market. I don't think, um, especially for the main providers. So. Yeah, it's yeah, that, um that's a good point. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, maybe maybe something's going on with Sony like cuz they have internal metrics and numbers, right? Of like who not who owns a console, but like how many consoles are connected to their live network. They can get that readily like right now. They probably have the number. And then they can find out exactly how many of those are playing Call of Duty. It must be a staggering percentage yeah. for Sony to basically like even a 10 year deal where it's guaranteed for 10 years that call of duty will be on playstation they're still saying no even phil spencer coming out and just like we have no interest of keeping ips off of games or game yeah. consoles <laughs> yeah. if anything they're trying to put it on more platforms selling it to valve sell putting it on nintendo for the first time yeah so it's tough to say what's going to happen but 
as is customary, we'll keep people updated. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, should, I'm interested to see what happens, and um, by the time April comes around, because that's when they're supposed to, you know, that's the deadline for um, for the for the UK to actually make a decision. I think on this, so yeah, it's like ultimately that's going to be a huge factor in how things move forward, and it's not that far away. I mean, we're almost in February, so <laughs> yeah, oh, April twenty sixth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Mike. Oh yeah. Do you want to talk about the day before? I I want to hear you talk about the day before because you're the one that mentioned this game and yeah. I missed it. So fill me in. Yeah, so um, the day before, the upcoming MMO has been delayed for eight months over alleged trademark issues. Um, it was, it's one of the most heavily wishlisted MMOs um, is now <laughs> planned to release in November of this year. It's an upcoming MMO that is currently the second most wishlisted game on Steam. And it got delayed for eight months. <laughs> so, um, a lot of demand for this game. Um, yeah, developer f Fantastic, I'm just going to say. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, posted a statement on Twitter today, um, and today being the 25th, which was uh, Wednesday, claiming that Steam blocked our game page at the request of a private individual because of the name the day before. Um, Fantastic says it wasn't aware of the existence of claims until January 19th, when it received a complaint from the individual. The statement came hours after the studio said that the day before's Steam page had disappeared due to a minor technical difficulty. Uh, the statement goes on to claim that when the day before was announced in 2021, the title's trademark was still available and was then secured by the private individual before Fnatic could trademark it. Um, wow. Rough. According, according to the U.S. Patent and Trading Office um, document, Fantastic links to in links to in its statement the application to register the day before as a trademark was filed in June 2021, five months after the game's announcement. Um, Fantastic statement adds that due to the ongoing issue, a lengthy gameplay video that has been promised for some time has also been delayed, and then the game, which was planned to release on March 1st, will now be released on November 10th, 2023. Um, <laughs> a huge delay there. Um, the day before is an open world MMO survival set in a deadly post pandemic America overrun by flesh hungry infected and survivors killing each other for food. According to the currently inactive steam page, uh, fantastic says that the game has been in development for over four years, though the studio attracted criticism when it emerged that the game is being largely developed by volunteers. It's uh -oh. also, <laughs> it's also been, uh, <laughs> It's also been alleged by following many by f by many following the game that ripped assets from the several other titles can be spotted in the short gameplay clips the team has posted. It's a little bit of hot water with this game, um, but yeah, the whole it was kind of weird. I mean, I saw like the um, I saw a bunch of stuff coming out about like oh like day before's run. They said they claimed it was a minor technical difficulty, and that's why the page was down. But then it came out that oh, it was actually like copyright related, and then all of a sudden they're like. You know, we're delaying the game, which I, I guess many people probably link to like, oh, just because of this copyright issue, they have to delay it eight months. But I, I mean, if you delay a game eight months, I feel like there's a lot more involved than just a, a copyright problem. I'm not a copyright attorney, but that just doesn't seem reasonable that they'd have to take eight months. But um, yeah, kind of a crazy situation. Like, I have so many opinions, man. Like the the first and foremost, it's like, how do you? How do you not trademark the game before naming the game, like publicly? Right. Maybe, maybe question. they were, maybe they weren't settled on the game. Okay, we'll let that slide. Right, we'll let it slide. It's no big deal. Um, but like a year later, you're now finding out about it. <laughs> yeah. How like how does this not hit your desk immediately? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Not even just immediately. It's just like how how do you not check? Like I understand not doing it right, but it's like yeah. you've done all the branding. Who knows if they're selling like actual physical copies? Maybe that's why it's taken eight months, but nobody really buys physical copies anymore. I don't um, think so. But you know what? Like back in the day, if you made an error in like your labeling, they would have to recall everything and put new labels on it. Yeah, and that would take much. that would take months. But I'm on board with you. Eight months to to fix the name and rebrand it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. At that point, just change the name if it's taking take that long. You know what I mean? Um, Unless you're like you know, hell bent on it, but I just I don't know. 
there's definitely more involved. The game is probably not done yet, even though it's what four years in development. Like, yeah. Geez. Um, you know yeah. what I would rename it to? Let me hear it. Yesterday. There you go. The day before. Day before. Yesterday. What's the day before. <laughs> Today. It's yesterday. What's the day before? <laughs> yeah, yesterday. It's like, yeah. that. Actually, side note. You know the band falling in reverse. Yes. I. I saw a Reddit or like a meme or something like that, and it's one of those classic like smoke too much kind of things. Oh, where they're yeah. just like falling in reverse, like standing up. <laughs> it's like, it's like going out of your way to like try to sound edgy or like yeah, right. cool or something the day before. <laughs> but I will say, hey, like let's not bash the game completely. Um, footage that's that they posted on Twitter, some of the stuff that they have um, leaked, it actually looks like a cool game. Yeah. So I mean, it sounds it, like a cool it looks game. Clean. It's an, I yeah. mean, it's an MMO, right? So, I mean, there's, there's, there are so many people on this planet that want a good MMO. You know, you can't, can't deny it, you know? Um, yeah. I, I mean, hey, if I had an MMO that was easy enough to just hop on every now and again and play, like, I'd probably do that, you know? Um, yeah, facts. But yeah, there's a... Uh, I mean, I'll be curious to see what comes of this game, you know, if anything happens between now and November to further... Uh, add some oddity to this release but it's certainly a weird one i have to say ain't nothing wrong with that though ain't nothing wrong with it all right shall we move on to the next one then we have an important showcase to talk about we do and i'm very excited to talk about it cool so this is an article from the verge um did you get a chance by did you get a chance to watch the Activision, or sorry, not Activision, I'm so used to talking Activision, um, Xbox and Bethesda little developer sh showcase? When was that? Is that today? That, that was today, sir. Talking about this one? Oh, yeah. I didn't get a chance to watch it, I'll be honest. Um, had a pretty busy day, but um, just well, looking at the chapters of the, of the actual video, it seems like they went pretty in-depth with what they talked about today. Oh, yeah. Let's get into it. So... Um, the Verge said how to watch today's Xbox Developer Direct Showcase. So you can tune in on Twitch, YouTube, and get the latest news on the games from Xbox first-party studios. So today, Xbox and Bethesda, um, this is, I guess, this is past tense, I guess? Um, they, they did their first developer showcase of 2023, where they basically brought down, broke down Redfall, Forza Motorsport, there was several other ones. Let me let me pull it up. So they broke down Minecraft Legends, which was a story-driven PvP mode, which was pretty cool. Mm. The idea is, is like you build your own base and you create like a little mini army, and then you go and attack somebody else's base. You can work together in essentially like like combat teams. It it reminded me of an RTS game in a way. Um, kind of yeah, it sounds like one. But, it really was. It was like an RTS game. You build up like an entire barrier. You set traps within your own like base camp and castle or whatever you want to call it. Um, and it was really cool to watch. The next one that they showcased was Forza Motorsport. And my holy <laughs> rap, dude. That game, okay, I'm a big race fan. I love, I love racing in general. Formula One, NASCAR even. We live in Charlotte, dude. Or I live in Charlotte. Home of NASCAR. <laughs> I like things that go round. <laughs> so it's a good time, man. So Forza Motorsport is right up my alley. And this new Forza Motorsport might be one of the best games I've ever seen. Yeah. And the hype that they're putting into it about like a level of detail they're going to have in, like they somehow found a way to mimic aerodynamics within the game so that when you're driving over like debris on the track or you're you go slightly off the track into dirt, the dirt will accumulate in negatively pressurized points on the car. So in the video that you got Gosh. showcased, and they're actually talking about it, um, it it's crazy. That's yeah, insane detail. Yeah, and like it's a racing sim, so you should know how it's going to play. The other cool thing, which is, I think Chase Combs might be talking about it, that one of the developers, is he's the sound engineer. And he found, they found a way to perfect how the cars sound. So if you like, as you upgrade your vehicle and you add different engines, different components, it changes the way your car sounds. It gives it a more unique sound, which is wild. 
man. Dude, insane. I'm so I'm so excited. I'm That's so excited crazy. for it. Yeah. Uh, the other one that they talked about was High High Fi Rush. Not really a game for me. It looks more similar to a um, like a cartoonish slasher in a way. I don't know how to really describe it. It's like story driven stuff, mm. and it's not my cup of tea. But it's available right now on Game Pass. I was about to say, yeah, I think I saw people like talking about it on Twitter. So yeah, yeah, very yeah. cool, very awesome. Uh, they also talked for about like four, five minutes about the Elder Scrolls Online. They're pushing a new update. That looks pretty cool too. Um, overall, they were trying to just showcase the Elder Scrolls community, the developers, and the overall story of like, I guess, culture community that they got going on there. It looks, it looks pretty cool. Are you big into Elder Scrolls? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's one of the one Bethesda like series I've never gotten into, and it's like one of the yeah. like I haven't even played Skyrim maybe for like five minutes. But like the only the main reason of that is like one day I'm just gonna be like, all right. It's time to get into Skyrim, and then I know I'm going to be like just down that hole for a while. So it's like, <laughs> and so I'm like, I want to get like good time into that game, but it's like I know oh. the second I play, I'm probably gonna be like, well, I'm playing to the end. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, dude, I know exactly what you mean by that. When you when you have a game that you know so much about, and you're just like, man, if I play it like for five minutes, I'm all in. Yeah. That kind of thing. Same. Like for me, Bioshock. I've never played Bioshock. <laughs> I know yeah. all about it. I know the story. <laughs> but I, dude, I know if I play like one, the first episode of Bioshock, I'm done. Well, like, you're, you're not going to see me for like a month. <laughs> it's good, man. I, I beat one and two. I don't think I ever got around to finishing uh, Infinite, Bioshock Infinite. But I mean, one and two I, is pretty I, good. I heard it has a nice twist and it's pretty good. That's what I heard too. I just never like finished it. So shame on me. Got to get to it. Back to the story driven stuff, right? Some stuff. Anyways, let's get back into one of the, the main titles coming to Xbox. Probably 2023 is going to be a heavy hitter. Should be Redfall. Redfall is essentially... Uh, I I like to view it as Left for Dead, but with vampires. Yeah, it's pretty accurate, that, I'd say. That's, that's the vibe it's given me. Um, a lot of the things that they're talking about. Just the way the gameplay looks. And it looks, it looks cool, man. Yeah, I mean... I'm totally down to do some Van Helsing stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's like abilities. You, I'm pretty sure it's like four. It's like four player co-op up to. It's kind of like a. It is. Yeah. People. Yeah. It's four fun. players. Yeah. Each character has their own abilities, and his gun combat looks great. I'm pretty sure it's um. I want to say it's like id was working on it. It looks like a very like id FPS <laughs> type of game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna pull up a little bit of a profile of Redfall real quick. Yeah. I mean, this is a game that's coming out in May too. It's pretty close. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's very close. It, it looks like a finished product yeah. from what they showed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it got delayed. I think it was just come out, like, February, but, like, they ended up delaying it, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, it, but yeah. it was announced in June 13, 2021. Um, 2021? It, was, oh it was delayed. It, it was announced that it was delayed in May 12, 2022. Uh, to the first half of 2023, and on January 25th, which was yesterday, um, Arcane Austin, which is Arcane Studios, Bethesda Studios, um, announced that Redfall would be released May 2nd, 2023. Let me go ahead and read this off real quick for, for people that aren't familiar. Um, Redfall is an upcoming first-person shooter video game developed by Arcane Studios and published by Bethesda, and the game is set to release by Microsoft Windows. So the gameplay is open-world, first-person shooter, and it does both single-player and cooperative multiplayer. Players can choose amongst four characters, each with unique backgrounds and abilities, to fight against vampires as well as human enemies within the game. And they go into it. There's a decent like progressive uh, progression system in this game where if you're doing co-op, you really want to work together. Like One person needs to fulfill a certain role, yeah. and do certain attributes or have certain attributes to do certain things to help everybody all together. And it was right, looking yeah. it was looking good. I was nervous about the boss battles. So like I think it's you play Destiny 2. You know when you get into those like you have to fight through hordes and then you get to like a, a mega boss kind of thing? Well there's like super vampires, which are called vampire gods in this game. And I assume it's probably going off like the original uh, concept of vampires where the oldest one is the most powerful and 
the first vampire is always the strongest ever <laughs> because yeah. he traded all the other vampires, right? Right. So yeah. I think that's what the vampire gods are, being immortal, being the first ones. But that's just a theory. I'm hoping that's, that's correct. But how do you feel about the game? How do you feel about all these games? I mean, yeah, I mean, all, the, all these games seem like, you know, seem like doing big things. Um, yeah, I mean, Redfall in particular, I'm really excited for, especially like the four player like co-op part. That's always fun to have, like more people on like an FPS. So, I mean, yeah, the whole abilities and stuff looks very interesting. Um, I'm pretty sure it's on Game Pass. I'm checking this out. Um, that's out. It is. Yeah, so, it will be. Um, yeah, very excited for that. I mean, dude, but I, I must say, like, not a, I'm not a huge fan of racing games in particular, but like those Forza updates sound nuts. <laughs> like, you're talking about dirt on cars <laughs> yeah. and like the tuning, yeah. the, like the audio engineering being insane. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. it sounds like it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, before before we leave the the car sim stuff, uh, true like car simulator racing, like the main thing that people like to focus on is i racing. That's yeah. more of like esports level stuff because it's like almost true racing in a sense. Yeah. Forza, uh, Gran Turismo, those kind of games are more of like for the consumer, aesthetically pleasing. But they're yeah. more and more going into that aspect of like becoming an esport more. If that makes sense. They're like going further and further into eye racing. Like Gran Turismo, if you make like you get wear and wear and tear on your tires where you'll start losing handling if you hit something and you wreck, that's damage you have to carry on throughout the race. Some of the tracks and the races can last like twenty, thirty minutes, maybe oh, forty five to an hour. It just depends on how long the track is, how many hours you set. So Forza yeah. seems to be that apex or that not apex, the uh the Xbox version of Gran Turismo that will rival playstation's basically choke hold on the aesthetically pleasing car simulator yeah. you know <laughs> so we'll see how it shows like how it actually launches because forza horizon 5 launched and multiplayer was not working properly like at all oh uh, yeah i think i remember that Ser servers Oof. were booty cheeks like all <laughs> microsoft game servers they so, are boot that's funny. Crazy stuff, man. Um, yeah, Starfield. Um, yeah, there's apparently. Um, yeah, they included a live stream announcement that's um, planning for Starfield to have its own showcase at a later date. So nothing on Starfield, unfortunately, today, but it's coming, and I'm very excited for that. I'm gonna watch oh, yeah. it for sure. Oh. A, hey, dude, I want that Starfield, baby. I want that Starfield. <laughs> Let's talk about Halo real quick. Have you noticed Microsoft is slowly phasing Halo branding away from the Xbox? Yeah. Have, have you seen that? Like uh, Xbox branding, yeah. more and more the last year hasn't been showing Master Chief, hasn't yeah. been showing the Halo symbol or logo. No. And they're like, hey, by the way, we got like Forza over here and they're like sliding it towards you at the table, <laughs> yeah. passing it. And yeah. now they're like, okay, uh, Redfall, here you go. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, Starfield, please, please be successful. Like Bethesda <laughs> titles? There you go. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Just wait until Activision comes out and they're just like, Overwatch 3. <laughs> yeah, right? You like Overwatch? and You like, uh, I don't know, Candy WoW? <laughs> like Candy Crush, dude? <laughs> Ever heard of a little IP called Starfield? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Um, but yeah, that's basically what's been going on with the Xbox developer direct showcase. I'm into it. I like the Nintendo direct, so it's good to see Xbox fall in suit. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. I'm excited to hear more stuff. Excited for Xbox. Maybe the Activision deal goes through and we see StarCraft 5. I don't know, dude. <laughs> you never know, Mike, you know? Just be successful. That's all I want. Just finish the game and launch it without broken bugs and all the other crap that's what i'm saying we do have some good news to talk about them like yeah we do this it's about is twitch crazy. i didn't think they would ever do anything right <laughs> <laughs> when you sent me this link i was like i had to check it i thought this was the onion <laughs> <laughs> yo this guy's got jokes okay. i got more lines than a sheet of paper <laughs> all right twitch ladies and gentlemen is going to make free roll ads way less annoying um, Twitch is also adding a bunch of features for streamers and sharing what it's working on for creators in 2023 and beyond. 
Um, Twitch was sharing a roadmap of its full features. They're working on for 2023 this year. Um, among these changes are changes to the way ads run, new first-party tools to help with chat engagement, and tools to help streamers manage their brand deals. Uh, but the biggest, but the biggest, and I agree with this, is making pre-roll ads less annoying, which I think is probably what caught most people's eyes um, when they read this. This is an open letter from the uh, the CPO and the CMO, of Twitch, uh, Tom and Mike, respectively, um, Mike Minton. Not not mad, Mike, which is unfortunate, you know. So yeah, no, I rule with an iron fist. <laughs> uh, they said in the, in the first half of this year, we're making two changes to improve the way ads work for viewers and channels. First, we're updating the way disabling pre-roll works for channels. Running three minutes of ads per hour in any way will disable all pre-rolls. They no longer have to be split into ninety-second ads every thirty minutes or every yeah every thirty minutes. Secondly. We're applying our picture-by-picture experience to the majority of pre-rolls that viewers do see. Thank you. Dude, That I read that sentence and I was like, yes! Like, you know what I'm saying? That's that's the biggest thing. It's like, the pre-roll does not stop the broadcast. Like, because you join a stream and you want to chat, and it's like, you're just waiting there 30 seconds. Or like, your friend's like, yo, check out the stream, dude, he's doing something insane! And you click on it, you're just like, give me 30 seconds. Give me thirty seconds, and you're just like antsy, yeah. and it just makes you want to click off. Can, can I can I talk about that? By the way, in general, go for it. Um, when was do you have you ever used cable? Do you have cable? When was the last time you used cable with a DVR? You know what I'm talking about here? DVR, yeah. I mean, I have YouTube yeah. TV, so that's uh... <laughs> okay. I haven't used YouTube TV, but I'm gonna make. Uh, here's what goes on with cable for me with DVR. I got Spectrum here. It's trash. Shout out Spectrum. <laughs> um, when, when you pause cable, like I can, I can like get up and just pause it, and I'm good, right? And then I come back, I'll hit pause again. It starts off where I left, right? Yeah. We're good. The advertisements come in, and I'm like, no, nah, man, I don't need these commercials. I fast forward through because I walked away earlier, yeah. and the, and it knows that I'm behind, so it buffered everything. Twitch doesn't do that. You pause Twitch and unpause it, dude, it, it just, like, jumps you to the live, man. Yeah. It always always does that. So when I get hit with an advertisement, can I just, like, when the advertisement's done, done can I just go back to what I was watching right when it happens? Yeah. Like, like, why is that not a thing? That happens on YouTube. That is the biggest difference between youtube and twitch streaming is you can actually go back on youtube streams and i've done it so many oh, times yeah. just to like especially if it's oh like a, gosh, a show man. or something like that i'm just like oh dude yeah. i'll go back like i don't care like i'll pause it because i'm like whatever like they're probably gonna do a break at some point anyway so i could just you know like right through the break that that's a fact and that this also helps out the streamer if they have the same exact system as youtube um or just like community members right you and i will have like a stream up um, one of our friends will be watching their stream, but we're at work and we'll yeah. use like a podcast. We'll walk away and we're just like, oh crap, did I miss anything? What do we do? We have to click on the icon. Then we have to go to the <laughs> video tab. Then we have to click on recent broadcast. Hopefully they have the recent broadcast actually like published and available. And then we have to use the little and like drag it and try to guess where it was. Yeah. <laughs> do you know how many steps that is? Dude, do you, do you know how much love we have to have for the streamer to do that? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> a lot yeah i'm not doing that for just anybody yeah so, yeah i mean that's uh, an important feature to mention i think i think in most use cases like most streamers I, the, the only argument i'll like put up is that most streamers it's very much like in the moment like is all that really matters so like if you're going back like you know five minutes or something like that it's probably irrelevant content anyway at that point so like there's no reason to do it but like i you know i watch like I, i'll watch like properly like choreographed shows and stuff like on youtube that are streamed on like a daily basis or like you know every so yeah. often and it's nice to just be like because like there's i mean there's some shows that'll, they'll do their breaks or they'll do like an ad read or something and so it's like when they do stuff like that you can just be like oh, okay cool like i'm already 10 minutes behind let me just skip a minute and then you know i'll be right back yeah. where i was and eventually after enough breaks you catch up and it's like whatever um i mean unless you're engaging with chat actively i mean i think it's a great feature to have so yeah um yeah it's kind of weird twitch doesn't do that but who knows maybe one day they'll implement something like that but you know yeah. the way i see it there's not enough like proper shows on twitch to like warrant that kind of like r&d right now so that's probably why they don't do it 
But it's not even research and development. It's just development. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. You know point. what I mean? Like, yeah, that's like, a good point. It's not new. It exists. Yeah. It has existed for 10 plus years when DVR and cable was a thing. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't think there's really much of an excuse not to have it, but I will. we got to give props, right? I don't want to crap on Twitch too much here, but we got to give props because they, you and I have felt that they haven't really made any significant improvements over the last couple of years. And yeah. the yeah. advertisement changes are really doing something here. And yeah. I think this is good. Yeah, there's still more to cover, Mike. I know. So pre-roll ads had been a consistent pain point for streamers and viewers. If you click on an interesting channel while browsing Twitch, there can there can be anywhere up to three minutes of ads to sit through before you get to even see the stream. A picture-by-picture -picture solution seems to be a decent compromise, um, as that at least allows a viewer to see the content there that interested them up front without an ad wall <laughs> while Twitch gets it. Um, while Twitch gets its designated ad time in, uh, Twitch is also experiencing experimenting, sorry, with ways to give viewers a heads up that ads are on the way during streams, and that might even include a snooze option for mid-roll ads. So, or a kind of choice there. It seems like for the viewer across ads, um, they're also working on special assets streamers can use for sponsorship deals. Um, they said, uh, quote, we'll test features with a select few streamers to make sponsorship deals more effective and authentic on Twitch, thereby making them more lucrative for the streamer and more impactful for the brand. Um, starting with channel skins and clickable branded graphics, streamers can easily place these brand assets onto streams, above chat, and other places on their channel page for a less disruptive and more engaging sponsorship experience. I like this idea. I don't mind it. <laughs> like, I think I like for the most too. part, like, especially if you're doing like a... A branded thing you can just have like an outline or something on the uh the o player so i really like this idea yeah i think it's a it's definitely definitely the improvements that they have to make um I, it's been it's been really cumbersome to try to make clips into vertical format you would have to take the the quick snip link and then move it over to an entire third-party website but this thing is pretty sick you can do it all and one location now? Oh, you just said it. You just said it. They said later on in that article that we're launching tools to help you edit and export your clips for vertical short-form video formats and making it easier to promote your stream on other platforms by working with Twitter to improve how clips and live stream links play in the feed. Oh my god! So they're working with other companies to like... This is a miracle, Mike. We're working together out here. Synergy. <laughs> Twitch is working with other brands to help streamers promote their stuff, which... Is it's very oddly ironic because for the longest time they didn't want partner didn't streamers streaming anywhere. Like, dude, like it's crazy, exactly. right? So Ugh. somebody got in charge and they were like, "We're gonna die if we don't adapt." <laughs> they're le exactly. They're they're learning their ways, dude. You gotta love it. That's 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 so awesome. So let me mention something that a lot of people wouldn't know. Um, yeah. Twitter and their videos that they do, they compress it so bad that you can't see anything. So if you've ever watched Twitter, it's like the first or the first what five, six <laughs> seconds in a video yeah. is basically from 1985. <laughs> it's, uh, like two so like, <laughs> it's so bad. It's like 160p, and then it goes to like 720 or <laughs> yeah. 1080. So hopefully they can figure that out. Yeah. And we don't have to have that issue anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it says Twitch will launch tools to help streamers edit and export clips from VODs that are optimized for vertical short form format. Streamers will also be able to pin up to 20 clips to a channel page, add emotes into stream titles, and even enable a new sound bites feature for viewers. Sound bites are sound alerts triggered by viewers, much like how OBS and other third party tools allow streamers to offer these with channel points. Uh, Twitch's own implementation will see viewers paying to set off sounds and a new method to monetize channels further. Very interesting. I don't, um, it's, it's kind of weird because like they have to be very particular on how they do this, I think. Um, and I, it's like, I, I, cause I love the sound bites thing of like paying bits and doing that. I think it's like really clever. And like Twitch already gets a cut of that, so it's like because they get these standard like sound bites. I, well, they get the standard bit compensation, obviously. But it's like I don't know. It, it's weird. I mean, I guess they do definitely want to monetize, but it's like, but it's like, um, yeah, it's just kind of wild, you know. Don't fully, uh, I don't fully know how this is gonna go for Twitch. <laughs> to be honest. Um. Anyways, to go a little to go a little further into the article, 
there's not too much actually left. Um, to help users keep track for the many changes potentially coming to Twitch, the platform will introduce an experiments page that'll let creators and viewers know the kinds of projects Twitch is working on. Uh, for now, Twitch says it will make more announcements in the future as the changes go live. Um, they also said um, they reviewed the platform reviewed the platform's 2022. Among the milestones was the lowering of the payment threshold from 100 to 50, uh, which they did uh, launching its guest star tool, which allowed um easier built-in way for streamers to collaborate, which, to be honest, I don't think I've seen much of. Like, the I haven't star. seen much <laughs> like, either. I mean, it's a That's cool a tool, point. but I, I don't know. I haven't really seen it much. Um, I, I've yet to see it in, in action, but it is a pretty cool tool. I think it'd be great. Honestly, it'd probably be great for something like us doing podcasts and video yeah. format. Yeah, maybe something um, to look into, I think, for us at some point. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the payout thing's huge, though. Going from 100 to 50, a lot more people yeah. are going to be able to be able to actually see money a lot faster. So it's good for small yeah, that, streamers. Yeah, that's seriously like that. I feel like that's significant. Like a fifty dollars difference isn't. It really shouldn't make or break your your bank. But to it, it kind of shows that I think Twitch is in a good place financially because every time they do one of those transactions, it probably costs them some type of money on the back end. Maybe they're charging to be paid out. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of Twitch being a little more transparent too about how they're progressing on some of these changes, um, some of the features. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, very interesting there. Is it, is it safe to say that Twitch is finally listening to the community? I, yeah, I mean, I'd say so. I mean, there's certainly, uh, there's some options that are a little kind of oddball, but I mean, I think, you know, being able to share clips much quicker, do the vertical, vertical format stuff, and, and like actually making ads like tolerable, I think is huge, especially for that platform if they want to keep, New viewers and stuff so they're definitely in the right direction yeah dude i i think the biggest news out of this is one for me for a viewer standpoint is the advertising switch making yep. it so picture in picture that alone like i love it yep. Straight. <laughs> oh, so yeah oh yeah great uh and then just the vertical format exporting clips and not having to use third parties anymore and they're also trying to implement these interactive sound bites to really keep your chat involved because some people don't like talking in chat but they will redeem points to kind of troll you yeah. <laughs> like it, keep, it lets you know it's just like hey i'm watching you got an audience it makes it more exciting so i think it's good i think it's a good uh these are good additions yeah good on you twitch hey, head in the right direction finally <laughs> finally dude <laughs> finally man well we have one more article mike we do we certainly do so this next one's pretty pretty intense, I think. Uh, <laughs> so this is from The Verge, and it is by Tom Warren, who I feel like we've covered Tom Warren so much. One of the senior like editors. His, his articles, he, yeah. He, he's, he's the, the man. man. You know, I, he is the dude, man. Dude, side note, I think he'd be an insane podcast guest because I've seen this at home setup, and it is wild. He has, like, such an insane setup. So he, he'd, be ready. Go for he'd be ready for that kind of thing. Oh, man. I don't know. I, yeah, if, oh, I mean, it'd be dope to have so him. Big, he's, dude. he's from the UK, so we'd have to like you know work out a schedule. But I'd be I, actually, I'd really, I'd love to talk to him one day. I think it'd be cool. My gosh, yeah. I just opened up his Twitter, and his Verge is, yeah, his desk is insane. Yeah, he is an insanely awesome setup. So I like that. That's perfect. Good for him. All right, let's get into his article. So it's about Destiny Two. So Destiny Two is back online after a twenty-hour downtime due to a faulty patch. Did you hear anything about this? Because I think I did on Twitter. I saw some, yeah. I saw Destiny Two trending, but I didn't know why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw it too, and I think I mentioned before one of my one of my good friends. He's uh he loves Destiny Two and still plays it pretty often. Yeah. So like he was like when we talked about, it, he's like, oh yeah, trust me, I'm already aware. <laughs> like it's down. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, let's get into it. So Destiny Two was forced offline for 20 hours after Bungie, the creator of Halos and Marathon, um. Shout out Bungie. I love that company. So after Bungie issued a faulty patch that caused issues for players, Bungie issued a regular game patch to tweak Destiny 2 Sandbox on Tuesday. But many players quickly realized the game had deleted certain triumphs, seals, and catalysts. Bungie has now fixed um, the issue and it's rolling it back to the servers. So Bungie brought Destiny 2 offline to investigate the issue at 2 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday. Uh, two hours after the patch was first released. <laughs> so after hours of testing and investigation, Bungie confirmed it will be rolling back all player accounts to their status at 8.20 a.m. Pacific time. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, right. That they have, like, everybody's profiles, all their stuff, all saved. Yeah. 
That's I mean that's live action. That's like live service game right yeah. there. It's kind of crazy, right? Service. Dude, it's like, and the, the only downside, obviously, is like people if they played in like that two hour or so window, they lost progression. But I mean, it was only mm-hmm. two hours, so I feel like the damage is pretty minimal. If I had to say, I mean, I think it's kind of early too, so it's you know at a at a at a low player count time, I would presume. Oh, definitely, yeah. So, um, the the reason why they chose eight twenty a.m. Pacific time is it's forty minutes before the patch, meaning any progress just before the patch and two hours after will be lost. Players that earn loot by completing weekly raids, dungeons, bounties, and other content will need to replay the activities once servers are back online. And the Destiny 2 servers are now back online. Bungie has issued the 6.3.0.6 patch. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and it says that it has resolved the issue causing progression loss for certain Triumph Seals and Catalysts. So if I'm like, so you lose what? Two hours of your time? It, because like. Yeah. If he did all that progress before the patch and then shortly afterwards, it's all wiped clean. I mean, I don't think that's that big of a deal. Yeah. If you lose a bunch of Triumph Seals Catalyst, how many days worth of stuff is that? Yeah, I you mean, know? that's the thing. They definitely called it early, which is good. You know, they're paying attention and <laughs> listening to the oh, community yeah. kind of thing. Um, You know, live service game. But, like, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, so it's very obvious. The, the biggest thing, and so I, hearing this statistic... I can't, I was unable to confirm the accuracy of this number. But when I read it, I was like, "Is this actually real?" Like, so <laughs> I just read it. Destiny Two is a popular looter shooter from Bungie that has around eight hundred thousand players logging in each day across all platforms. Dude, that's a lot of players, man. <laughs> like PC, I believe it, dude. I mean, yeah, I really believe it. P and oddly enough, when I look at Steam charts, it's um, it's I it was it wasn't even that much. I want to say it was like seventy k or something. It may be more. Little more now i know last month it was pretty low it was like 40k which you know still a decent amount um but but yeah i mean I, it's it's made it surprised me like yeah most of these it would make sense though that most of these players are on console um oh yeah <laughs> so oh, um they're considering the game people... destiny one was console exclusive remember <laughs> if you remember yeah. so it makes sense there there are um there are people that i never thought would ever play video games who play destiny 2 yeah like it, people i went to work with they had an entire raiding like team and squad that they would like group up together and go raid whenever a new um yeah. segment would come out. Any new DLC, they always yeah. bought it. It's like Destiny Two is wildly successful. Yeah, wildly successful. So I I remember playing Destiny One. I was I think it was like a senior in high school, bro. It was like I, like I had a lot of good game members at the time, but like. I, I started, I created a lot of good gaming memories with Destiny 1, so... <laughs> That's one of the best ones, too, when you can always just have fun memories like of an old and stuff. Game. Oh, yeah. so much fun. So yeah, dude, I mean, Destiny's an awesome game. I've logged, I've logged a decent amount of hours into 2, especially when it first came out, kind of thing, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, um, but yeah, still very, very active player base, which makes sense, and it, I think it, I, I think there's validity behind this player count, considering how quickly Bungie acted upon this fix, <laughs> like, getting this right. I mean, it took 20 hours, yeah. but, you know, they they could have, like, had it up for 20 hours and not realized something was wrong, and then you lose a whole day of progress for a lot of people. Um, so, yeah, definitely could have been way worse. But um, And also, another side note, too, I saw Bungie posted a thread on Twitter about what exactly happened. So there was, like, full That's transparency. That's so awesome. Um, yeah, That's so Bungie, they, they said, like, so this is what happened. Here's a full thread about, like, what we did to fix it, what exactly the issue was, and it's like they were fully transparent about it, so... That's good. That's good. That's a good dev right there. You know, <laughs> I miss that so much. I, I used to I used to read the Destiny, uh, like not Destiny, the Bungie.net blogs when they were doing Halo Two, Halo Three, and the progression of it, doing weekly, sometimes monthly, blog showcases for, in the community. I'm like, this is such a good dev, man. Yeah, They're like so real. transparent. They they explain everything. Um, don't get me wrong. Destiny Destiny One had probably marketing error error the campaign <laughs> the story didn't make much sense in a lot of ways yeah but i think they they figured out they, they lost their path only to be found again you know yeah i mean you know the games you know we destiny, get on one, destiny 2 man yeah for sure i mean dude destiny 1 had a uh a lackluster story if i remember correctly but it's, i can't yeah. get over i can't get over the world it's like the world and the environments are just like it's just like nothing you've ever seen it's crazy i mean how many times have you and i talked about how like the game just runs so smoothly. It does, man. Bro, it, like, <laughs> this is 2017. 
right? I think the beta yeah. came out in 2017. Yeah. A lot of games, like PUBG was the most popular game on PC at the time, and it ran like trash because it's just like it, it wasn't optimized. Facts. It was like a beta, like it just wasn't that good. It was early access. But then like Destiny 2 comes along and it's like a dev that puts serious polish into the game and it ran like butter on my PC. <laughs> like it's just every time, dude. Yeah. Four, 1440p like 120 hertz 144 yeah. hertz all graphics up yeah it's like i got a 2070 super i was not struggling <laughs> yeah, look dude. at the utilization 60 percent. oh my gosh that's nothing yeah. i could stream this game <laughs> yeah it's crazy when a game is actually like developed properly <laughs> how oh, like it's yeah. how game changing it is for so the players nice. so yeah. it's crazy man but yeah, two props big props so i think that pretty much wraps up this week um Dang, we're we're right about the hour mark. Look at that. Some things Dang. I do want to mention that we didn't feel was like necessary for an article breakdown of um, is one, the PS5 DualSense Edge controller came out today. You can only yeah, buy it on the yeah. PlayStation Store. I purchased mine today. There's also GoldenEye 007, old school GoldenEye 007 from N64 days. It's coming to Xbox. So. And oh, Nintendo Switch, baby. January twenty seventh. That is gonna be nuts. It's gonna be on the Game Pass too. Yeah. Um. Very excited. It has split screen on that. It's gonna be cool, man. Um. For sure. Um. I think those are probably the main stories going on. I think um next week we're gonna dive in for the new games that are coming out yeah. for the month of February. Yeah. Was there um, anything you know? Or remember? There, so there's some things I want to mention. First of all, you get that mm -hmm. new controller. I expect a review on the show. <laughs> you get that controller. Oh, yeah, yeah. Easily, Maybe even easily. a new scene being made to blow up your camera so we can really see the detail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's we'll fun. see. We'll see. Um, yeah, so I'd love to hear about the controller. But also, uh, just real quick, um, Forspoken also came out this week. Those that don't know, we talked right. about it before. The PC specs were insane. Um, and uh, it seems from a review perspective, a lot of people I saw on Twitter. Um, and reviewers and stuff were like bashing, <laughs> bashing the dialogue of the game and saying it was like very kind of like yeah. clunky and just didn't really make sense. Um, I also saw a lot of people though on the other side of the coin saying that um, it's it's a very fun game and like you know they they they're enjoying it even though a lot of people are bashing you know certain aspects of it. They said they're still having fun with it. The Metacritic score right now, I mean, I, I'm just gonna open it up real quick, but it, it's it, from like a so on the PS5 is like really where we have the scores. I mean, we're looking at a 67 right now, which is like very heavily mixed <laughs> in terms of reviews. It's, yeah. like, it's kind of split. Um, and the critic reviews, there's only like five like seriously negative reviews. And then the rest um, out of like, you know, 72 reviews, only five are like seriously negative. And then the rest, majority of them were either mixed or positive. So it seems like it's a very like kind of divisive game. Um, the user reviews, though, it did get a little bombed. I can't lie. We're talking about a 3.9 out of 10 on the user reviews. Um, 139. Out of yes, yeah, so that's a 3.6 out of 10. So and, and we're talking about 139 negative <laughs> posts against the game. Um, uh, only 17 mixed and actually 87 positive. So it's not like too far behind, I guess, the negative amount. But it seems for the most part it's a very divisive game, <laughs> which is interesting. But yeah, that's what I see. Well, yeah, I saw a couple of tweets going viral off of people making fun of the the narration, I guess, and oh. the entire dialogue. It didn't look that bad. I mean, don't get me wrong, it looked like a cheesy high school drama show. <laughs> no. But it's like, come on, man, the gameplay looks pretty sick. You're flying around and using magic. What's the, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it seems like there's redeeming qualities, although some people don't like it, so. So yeah, I mean, that's forespoken. Yeah. Okay, I think that's really, uh, I think that's all the news we really have for this week, don't you think? Yeah, I don't think it was too much else I wanted to cover. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty good job, I think. Oh yeah, Naughty Dog is over the Uncharted series, and they don't want to play it anymore. Yeah, I saw the like, yeah, yeah, Neil Druckmann did some like interview, and he was just like, "No, I think the series is done." <laughs> and then they were like talking about Last of Us. They were like, "We don't even have to do Last of Us three. Like, <laughs> so we we could probably hang that up too." <laughs> And so there's, but there's a ton of people that he are like, they, yeah, there's a ton of people that are just like, dude, they have to do a part three. <laughs> so we'll see. Oh yeah. There's um, a whole TV series coming out. Yeah. Um, Come on now. Yeah. And if they want to follow Canon, cause you know, if they do a second season, which I, it's first season's doing pretty well so far, even though we're only two episodes in. So I anticipate a second season will probably come. And if that's the case, it'll probably follow close to the games again. And then if they want to do a third one, they'll have a part three out before that even happens. So <laughs> we'll see. Facts, yeah. 
it'll be good. But I, uh, I, I think we give we gave the people what they wanted. Shall we let them go? I think so. All right, cool. So we appreciate you guys for tuning in. This has been episode three, season four of the M2 podcast. Shout out to United. I know you're pulling out the jersey, Mr. Rest Kyle. Peace. <laughs> for now. Peace. They could, for now. could be revived. We'll come gotta back. Have, gotta, have, gotta have hope. Whatever Excellent. their logo. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for tuning in. If you want to see all the descriptions or sorry, if you want to see all the links for yourself, all the articles that we've been covering, links are in the description below. We have a Discord. We now have a Twitter specifically for the podcast that we're going to be posting on more True. regularly. So definitely, yeah. definitely get on board. Follow, yeah. please. Appreciate True, it. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll try and leave a link in the description, of course, to that. Um, mm -hmm. And we'll try and start posting from there for announcements. Probably still like yep. retweet from my own account, but you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, guaranteed. In there. Gotta let the homies know. All right, we appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Bye, everyone. Peace. Peace. Bye. See you.